This is the Baseballers Podcast with your host, Nick Morton and Cody Kirk. What is up, baseball fans? Episode number 18, season two of Baseballers Podcast. After a bye week, we are back. As always, here with my co-host, Cody Kirk. Cody, I hear you're no longer homeless. That's good to hear. I am not. I am not. I have a house moving in 17 days. Um, Whoever wants to help me move, you know, just hit me up. Send us some DMs, and we'll get you over, and you can move all my furniture for me. (laughs) Um, I will not volunteer. Yes, you. You no. You're already hired. <laughs> you're mistaken. I actually, I have to go um, Thursday. I gotta go. No, you don't. I gotta go to uh, Toledo. I'm moving my brother back home on Friday. Oh, man, that's exciting shit, dude! I can't wait for you to lift some heavy ass shit. Yeah, I'm not excited. Is that where your brother goes to school, Toledo? Yes, he did. He graduated from there. Congrats, dude. Yeah. He, what a uh, guy, huh? I know. So, and then he's now. He's so smart. He is. He is. He's like, he's the perfect child. He, you know, he was like straight A's. Me, I did enough to get by. Um, he got into PT school. I did not. My parents disappointed. My brother is the best. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Damn. <laughs> hey, we might have to cut the episode off here. Nick's about to go spiral out of control. Uh, such is life. Is what it is, but um, <laughs> let's uh, beers. Let's do the beers. So Cody, go ahead. Um, I got a a pineapple. It's literally called pineapple IPA because uh, I am. I don't know if many of you know this, but I am a, a big pineapple beer guy, especially in the summer, because I don't think there's anything better than a pineapple beer. Um, call me whatever name you want. It's the best. Uh, so it's the Thirsty Dog, which Thirsty Dog makes great beer. Um, dude, I got the original Gravity finally on this. Oh, it's, nice. It's uh, 15 and a half degrees. So pumped to say that. Um, <laughs> IBU is uh, 55. It's, it's a little, it's like middle of the road bitterness. It's okay. Um, and I never had a, pineapple beer that's an IPA. Normally it's, you know, a lot lighter. IBUs are a little lower. Big IPA guy, too. And uh, I'd have to say that uh ain't bad. I-, I think I'd like a little more pineapple, because I'm a little fruity, like Nick, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has got good taste, man. It's, it, it gives you that hoppy taste a little bit, with a little hint of pineapple. Pineapple isn't overwhelming. The hops aren't overwhelming. Quality beer, 4.12657632175. Perfect. Is my rating. Yeah, nice. I like it. Um, nice. I'm going with a Sierra Nevada side Sidecar Orange IPA. Um, 6.8% alcohol by volume. I do not have the gravity on here for you today, so you'll have to look that up on your own, children. Huh? What'd you say? I said you're a rookie. Oh, I'm a rookie. Yeah, I know. You're a rookie. Yep. 
Um, looking a lot like Matt Harvey, like a rookie. Or a bitch. <laughs> He's got all foam right there. Bad boy. Not bad. Um, I don't taste really much orange, though. I taste more of the hops. Uh, yeah, it's like middle of the road. I was like, I was actually really excited when I got this. I thought it was going to be good. I'm disappointed. Maybe served with an orange. Maybe, Maybe. a little bit better, but then, I mean, that's extra work. Yeah, not about that. Um, I'm going to go with a 2.866432. One 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 seven. Nice man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I reviewed that beer earlier too, and I think I gave it a pretty like three point one. It's just not, not not one of my favorites, man. It wasn't it didn't like you know. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. Like I said, I was really excited when I got this because um, I you know the uh, the orange appealed to me and uh, it let me down. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Um, just another thing you have to talk me off the ledge tonight. <laughs> just keep drinking beer, man. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, shouts to our friends over at Lumberland Co. Uh, for the beer mugs uh, engraved with our names and the baseballers logo on them. Um, you can check them out at lumberland.com. That's L-U-M-B-E-R-L-E-N-D.com. And also give a shout out to our boys over at uh, Casey's Clubhouse Crafts and Co. for the bottle opener. Did you, you use yours today? Oh, baby! There it is. Um, take pieces of bat, make it into bottle openers. I got the label. Cody got part of the barrel. Our third partner, Kulik. Got the handle. Cool little product. Give them a check out. They are on Etsy. And just search Casey's Clubhouse Crafts & Co. to be able to find their stuff. Alright, let's get on to some baseball talk. We got quite a bit to talk about since we had a bye week last week. Um, so, just some news and notes very quickly. Um, Blue Jays closer Roberto Osuna was arrested early this morning for domestic abuse. Uh, me and Cody are both on the same uh, page that we don't like people who beat women. What? <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> sent him uh, in a cage to the bottom of the ocean. All right. Wow. Um very uh drastic <laughs> an eye for a life man that's what i say right yeah so that's fair um <laughs> um let's see uh george springer went six for six last night including a 462 foot bomb in oakland dude is insanely good trade him <laughs> Makes sense. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's see. Albert Pujols knocked career hit number 3,000 in Seattle. A little kind of like boop single to the opposite field. 
Congrats to him. Uh, would you say uh, all-time best first baseman? Fuck, Nick. So, all right, I want to give everyone a little fucking rundown of what we do before the show. Is We kind of go over what we're going to discuss. And that was not what we discussed. <laughs> that is such a loaded fucking question. That, that is just unfucking called. I fucking hate you. Oh my god. I don't know, Nick. I don't know the stats. God, there's a lot of good ones and I have to research that. So guess what? Talk to me at a later date. <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm assuming you already have your fucking answer, you <laughs> shit. Um, no, not really. I mean he's he's up there. He's top five, I would say, right? I mean, shit, 3,000 hits, 600 home runs. Yeah, he's top. He's probably top three. Yeah. But, oh, easy. Until I fucking until I look at the fucking numbers. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> don't don't quit on me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Um. To another 3,000-hit person, Ichiro is now in the Mariners' front office. Cody, best Mariner of all time. I fucking hate him. Ah. Probably. Over Griffey. Well, I mean, what are we considering Ken Griffey Jr.? Right. I... That's the thing, Griffey. I don't. I don't know exactly how many years he was in uh, Seattle. I mean, he was there for for a long time, but um, I don't know. You could argue that Griffey was one of the best players of all time. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like he played for the Reds and the. I mean, I just I don't. Once again, I have to go look back at it. I think for a complete career, I'd probably have to say so, because even like. I can't think of anybody. I mean, I don't think Brett Boone really had a that great of a career, like as Ichiro had. No, I mean Ichiro. The things that I think that fall on Ichiro is like his his outfield play was outstanding. I think a lot of people forget about how good he was in the outfield, and how many outfield assists he had. Um, so I'd probably have to say that if you consider like people who he's the greatest Mariner that played with. The Mariners for the longest period of time. I, that doesn't even fucking make sense. I, I just, I if you're not considering Griffey, then I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, fucking stupid question. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, let. All right. Uh, so this just happened a couple hours ago. Um, well, so I mean, less than a week ago, Matt Harvey was designated for assignment by the Mets. A couple hours ago was traded to the Reds for catcher Devin Mesoraco. Cody, your initial thoughts. Um, the Reds are dumb. The Reds are really, like, really dumb. Like, they have, they literally said we, we are 8 and, what, 26 or something like that, right? Something bad, yes. Yeah, um, and they're like, how can we lose more ball games? What can we do to make our bullpen even more shittier and our clubhouse more toxic? Like, what, who can we add? And then, like, the, Matt Harvey. And <laughs> they fucking went out and got him. Like, 
what a dumb fucking idea. Even if Matt Harvey comes out and finishes with a decent... I don't even think he's going to finish out decent. The dude, like I told you earlier, he can't beat a three-year-old in chess right now. He literally, his brain's so fucked up, like, he won't be able to throw a strike. It's awful. So, congrats, Reds, on making yourself shittier. Mets, you did a great job of getting rid of the guy who's incredibly toxic. Um, and they'll be better for it. So you're assuming already that he's going to go straight to the bullpen. You don't think he's going to be in the starting rotation. I mean, it would be unbelievable to see that guy start. He had one solid start this year, and it was in 20-degree weather. And he only went five innings. Mm-hmm. I, and I was, like, hanging from Harvey's nuts at the beginning of the season. I mean, I was so stoked on Harvey. For those of you that can't see me, I was literally pretending like I was actually hanging on a ball. Um, so, and now I can't stand the guy. He's bitching. He's, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I mean, don't don't disrespect Mickey Calloway. You know, a soft spot in my heart for the dude. He would have worked with you. You fucking bitch. You get sent over. I don't think you have a choice. I think if they send him to pick up the fucking laundry for the fucking Reds, he needs to fucking do it. <laughs> All right. I hate him. I hate, I hate Matt Harvey. <laughs> I mean, me and you were both um, very high on Harvey coming into this year. Um, I thought coming back from Thoracic Outlet, now being fully healed from it, I don't think he was ever going to regain the velocity that he once had a few years ago, but I thought he was going to be a more effective pitcher this year um, and definitely has proved this wrong. And um, his struggles have, yeah, like you said, really m- have messed him up in the head. Um, has has been very toxic in the clubhouse. Um, he, he declined t- to uh, get sent down to the minors, and then when they sent him to the bullpen, he was just a bad teammate. Just bad person. Wasn't making eye contact with his coaches. Um, was showing up late. Doing all the wrong things. So as the Mets, you had no choice but to get rid of the guy. He was a cancer to the team. To a team that is very well in contention of making a playoff run this year. As long as everyone stays healthy. If so, And here's my thing. okay? If you're Matt Harvey and you're going through this year. And you're like, fuck, I'm I'm done. Like, my career is probably over. I need to hang on to this last little bit in order to make an income. I am doing whatever I'm sweeping the dugout the dugout after the games. I'm raking the field. I'm I'm fucking shining shoes. I'm doing whatever I can to keep getting a contract. Like he's just being a brat and entitled piece of shit who's then gonna end up gonna get kicked out of the MLB and all of a sudden, he's going to be one of these athletes that are bankrupt in five years. And what? Stanton hit another bomb. Let's fucking go! <laughs> Severino's on my fantasy team. I fucking biggest Stanton fan that I ever. God, he can strike out thirty more times the next three games. <laughs> Dude, it's like so. Let's Stanton. Let's have another fucking head case. Stanton, who, if he strikes out his first at bat, he's going to strike out the next four. If he gets a base hit, he's going to end up with three bombs and a double. Like, 
put together some consistency, buddy. Like, have at bats. Yeah. It's incredible. That guy's not a basket case. And the Bronx is not a place to be a fucking basket case at all. No. No, they will be the first ones to boo you as soon as you fuck up. And that's already been shown this year after his first 5K game. Yeah, which was, what, the second game of the year? Something like that, yeah. It was they super like early. The third game, right? It was fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh. On a roll. Um, but, yeah, so Harvey, um, I don't know. <sighs> I, I, I don't blame the Reds for taking a chance. You are probably the worst team in baseball this year. Um, a lot worse than I think a lot of people were expecting. Like, a lot worse. Um, I was very disappointed because I took, in my rotisserie league, a pretty high draft pick on Luis Castillo. Castillo. I think that's it. Yeah, there we go. Um, who has struggled... A ton this year. He finished last year on a very good note. Was striking out guys at a at a crazy rate, and this this year it just has not been productive. I unfortunately had to let him go, but all good is in the neighborhood because your boy's in first place in the rotisserie league. Let's go, Nick. Let's go. Let's <laughs> get up there, Robbie. Thank you. Um. So, anything else on Harvey? He sucks. Fucking retire. <laughs> All right. Um, get a good pair of, or a good bottle of wax, Harvey, when you're shining those shoes. That's my advice. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't want to talk anymore. I hate them. All right. Um, let's move on to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, injury riddled team so far this year first they lost justin turner in spring training which he should be coming back here very shortly um last week um cory seager uh went under tommy john surgery so he is done for the year and then excuse me what yesterday or two days ago or so uh clayton kershaw went on the 10-day dl with biceps tendonitis so Cody, my question to you is, and this is something that I asked you before we recorded, so you cannot get pissed off at me about this question. If you are a Dodgers fan, are you panicking at this point? Um, I'm not panicking. I am not hitting the panic button yet. Um, I, I You're going to get Justin Turner back. You're going to become healthy. Chris Taylor, if you're going to have a backup shortstop come in, Chris Taylor is definitely not the worst in the league. Um, guy's going to hit for some average. He's going to steal some bags for you. He's not going to have that power, or I don't think he'll have that uh, that leadership that Seager did, but um, he's definitely going to get the job done for you. Defensively, very solid, and um, he can rise to the big occasion. You know, he, he stepped in um, in the World Series and in the playoffs and, and did very well. Um, Kershaw, though, is 1-4. So, to all of you Kershaw-loving motherfuckers, I love it. I love that Kershaw's 1-4. He has a 2-8-6 ERA. I don't care. He's not winning ballgames. That's not good. And now he's hurt with bicep tendonitis. Do you think that's going to fare well over the next, you know, first half of the season? I don't think it is. So, um, I think that I'm not hitting the panic button yet because Kershaw is who Kershaw is. 
But with zero run support coming, if Kershaw can't win a ball game and he's given up two runs a game, how's it, how's anyone? Rich Hill just came back from the DL two. He's starting the night. We'll see how he does. Um, but I, I just I'm not concerned. I'm just hoping everyone gets healthy. When everyone gets healthy, they start clicking. Um, but definitely, definitely not. Uh, so I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I am hitting the panic button at this point. So uh, currently the Dodgers sit in fourth place of the NL West division. They are 15 and 19, four and six in their last 10. Um, and they are currently, they are starting a series tonight with Arizona, who Arizona is leading the division 23 and 11. So they are eight games back from the division lead. Now, Obviously, super early in the season, we have very many games left to go, but if I'm the Dodgers and the the Diamondbacks are playing as well as they are, these are important games that could be the difference down, down the line at the end of the season, whether the Dodgers are a playoff team or not. Um, I think Kershaw could miss more time than probably what we're thinking. Bicep tendonitis is a is a tricky situation. Um, it's something that takes quite a bit of time to heal. Um, so he could be out for a while. Um, Seager, that's a big blow. Yeah, I agree. Taylor's a pretty good replacement. But like you said, he's not Seager. Um, so then my next question to you is, as soon as Seager, that announcement came out that he had Tommy John, a lot of people were linking the Dodgers to trading to get Manny Machado. So do you think that the Dodgers will try and make a move to acquire Machado? Um, yeah, I do. I think you're going to wait close to the trade deadline to see how everything else pans out because if they don't have to waste the resources, they won't. Um, if they're just absolutely tanking and just not... It's going to take a lot for them to get to win the NOS and even a lot to get a wild card. I don't think they'll do it. Um, but, I mean, we saw what they did with you, Darvish, right? They, they took him for his last um, end of the year of his contract um, to help them go as far as they could. And I think the same situation could be with Machado this year. Um, the only thing is, will, will Angelos, uh, the is he actually if he's baseball operations of the president of Baltimore Orioles, uh, will will he, you know, give him up? Because that dude's stubborn as fuck and an idiot. Um, so will will he give him up? I, I don't know. Um, but I definitely, from the Dodgers, I'm keeping my eye on it. I'm trying to hear for rumors. Who else is going after Machado? Who else is interested? Who else is going to make an offer? And I'm just making sure I put the best offer that I can out there. Because you remember, the Orioles have Tim Beckham, who can play shortstop and did very well for them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way the Orioles' season is going, they're a little older, and I think it's time to hit the rebuild button on their franchise. Yeah, agreed. Um, if I'm the Dodgers, I'd go for it because, so, one, Machado's going to be not, I don't want to say necessarily cheap, but a lot cheaper then as the days go on, he's going to be a lot cheaper and cheaper. So you're going to have to give up. You'll you won't have to give up as much as time goes on, and he'll only be a one year rental for the rest of the year. Yep. And then you just get Seager back next year. So you you try and make your push this year because who knows how much how many more? Because Kershaw is also a free agent after this year. 
So who knows where Kershaw, if he decides to stay or go. Um, so this might be the Dodgers' like last hurrah to try and get a World Series title. Um, so I would, if I'm the Dodgers, yes, I am 100% trying to make a move. And if I am the Baltimore Orioles, or if I'm a, let's put it this way, not the Baltimore, if I'm a Baltimore fan, I am furious. For one, because you could have traded Machado last year and could have got a way higher price, way higher price, compared to trying to trade him now, or even if you wait until the trade deadline, you could have got so much more for him when you know for almost 100% fact that he's not going to re-sign. So shame on Baltimore for not doing that. Um, that's really all I have about that. Um, I, I got a question. I'm having a brain fart. The Dodgers haven't won. They've, they've won the NL West five times in the past five years. They haven't won a World Series, right? In that span, or have? Oh they? no, 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 no. They haven't. So if they if, say say they win the NL West again this year and they lose in the playoffs, is that be like the? most blown opportunity in all of baseball like history having that team i would not being able to close out a playoff series i would i would probably say so now um i would say what last year dodgers probably well astros were so good last year but that was the only so out of their five years of winning the nl west that was the only year that they've actually made the world series so, yeah. um, and was probably their best team in those five year in that five year span. They just met a Goliath in the Houston Astros. I would have to probably agree that yeah, it's 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 it would be a huge disappointment. You're one of the the um, biggest markets in the in the MLB, so you have the ability to go out and get players, and um, they just haven't been able to capitalize and. Like I said, I think this is their last year to be able to make some to to have the chance to win the World Series. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so then to continue about Machado real quick, reports have come out that the uh, Chicago Cubs are showing interest to trade for Machado, which would just be insane. So our assumption would be that they would probably trade away Addison Russell, their the Cubs' current uh, starting shortstop. Because, uh, I, I mean, he's a, he's a very good sh- shortstop at that as well. So, um, that would, uh, for Baltimore, I mean, that would be a nice piece for them to, to add. But what do you think, if, if those rumors are true and somehow the Cubs end up with Machado, what are your thoughts? Um, well, uh, the Cubs will have to give up something else besides Addison Russell. Right, they're gonna, they're gonna have to. Yeah, there's no way around that. Uh, but I think it would be catastrophic to the league, to be honest. Um, and the funny thing is, is the Cubs haven't played. I mean, Javier Baez is playing out of his mind. Um, Chris Bryant is doing okay. The Cubs haven't like really put it all together yet this year. You'll see them go on a run here. Probably towards the end of May, early June. That's just they're tearing up. They'll be like not out of their last ten and just crushing teams. Um, but if you add another player like Machado, 
And especially, so here's the other thing too: is can you imagine that middle infield with oh. Machado and Baez? Oh, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. So defensively too, I mean, Baez gets to a lot of balls that he's not supposed to get to, and we already know Machado's range. You know, they're turning that many more double plays, getting that many more Alex Tate squandering those opportunities, and then you just add. I mean, and I mean, Machado's going to hit 40 bombs this year at least. Mm-hmm. What's Addison Russell going to hit? Eighteen, maybe. Yeah, I'd say probably around that, yeah that maybe max at twenty five. Yeah, I mean, and you're adding fifteen bombs, so it would be unfair. Um, and, and you know, when there's more protection, the line, Chris Bryant starts going off a little more. Schwarber starts getting pitches he can hit, and, and it just it, it will spiral out of control as long as they can push it all together in the playoffs. I mean, I'm kind of a big believer that good pitching will always beat good hitting. Um, if a pitcher is on and hitting their spots, you will always beat whatever fucking lineup you put out there. But you make a mistake, man, in that lineup, it's, it's toast. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that lineup would be so good. I mean, right now they're um, 17 and 15, two games behind in the division. Um, it, it helps that the division is weak when you got the Reds. That you can beat up on, so that's an easy should they should like just sweep the entire year on the Reds, all 19 games that they play them. Pittsburgh they've played better than this year than what has been expected, uh, but they're starting to fall off a little bit. Five and five in their last ten. Um, but then you got Milwaukee and St. Louis towards the top. St. Louis has been playing really well lately. Milwaukee they've been playing better as well. Um, Four of six in their last ten, though. But they went on a streak there where they won. All, they won. They put a few together. I was. It was almost. What was it? Almost ten games in a row they won. Um, for a street for a stretch there. So, um, they have a chance. If if they if that happens, like just watch out. Like it's just the NL is just over. Is that considered a super team? Uh, I'm hesitant to say super team because it's, uh, but I, I mean, I would almost have to say so. Like what, what would consider? Cause I feel like super teams are coming. I'm, I'm still a big believer in that idea in baseball. And so that's such a like wild thought because baseball takes a lot of things to become a super team. But I'm very convinced that a super team in the Astros that I, I mean, that starting rotation is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That that lineup is nuts. You know, I mean, yeah. And what's and what's crazy is the Astros is like all homegrown. All those guys like came up through their own system, which is nuts. Compared to like the Cubs, is most of those guys did come up through their system as well, though with Rizzo, Bryant, Schwarber. Um, Contreras, Baez, right? Baez, yeah, like all those guys came up through their system. I mean, who knows? Maybe they got traded during their in the minors. I'm that I'm not sure of, but they all started with the Cubs in the big leagues. Um, yeah, but it, I don't know. For me, it's just so it's so hard for me to say that there's a super team in baseball because I feel like baseball is. I would say probably the ultimate team sport because you rely on so much of other other players 
um, doing well. Because I mean, if so, you're getting base hits. If your teammates aren't driving in, driving you in, you're not winning ball games. Um, obviously, basketball with the NBA playoffs, we've seen LeBron James just take over games. He doesn't need anyone else on the floor on his team. Um, football, I mean, I don't know, but. I don't know. It's it's so hard for me to say, but I'm I'm kind of leaning that way that it would be a super team. Can I? I'm gonna change your your terminology here because I'm gonna say that football is the ultimate team sport. I'm gonna say baseball is the ultimate individualized team sport. Yeah. So in order for like a running back, in order to break off a run, you need your lineman to do your job. You don't need anybody else to do their job while you're up at the plate. You need to do your job. You know, and I, so I think it's the most individualized team sport. You know that that I think that's why it makes it so difficult, and that's why it's so hard to have a super team. But I just, I just think, dude, Bregman, Carrera, Springer, Jose Altuve. I mean, you Yuli and Gaddis and McCann are probably the like shittiest players on that squad. Josh Reddick, and even those guys are looking good. You know. And that starting rotate that starting rotation is filthy, Nick. It's the dirtiest fucking rotation. I mean, and they're all they're just they're tearing it up like you like you predicted, man. I mean, I think all of them are going to easily win fifteen games. Keuchel's the worst one in that rotation right now. Right, that's disgusting to even think about. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's it's just crazy to think that super you know super team in baseball that like that that could be potentially a thing happening. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens if uh, those rumors come true or not. Um, let's move on. So I think we pretty much covered just about everything. Um, so let's get on to some uh, interesting stuff that happened. This happened over a week ago. Um, Trevor Bauer accused the Houston Astros of cheating to increase the spin rate. So let me pull up, because I have, like, the tweets here. Um, So the Astro, so someone tweeted at Driveline Baseball, and they said, are the Astros doctoring baseball or throwing spitballs? Look at spin rates of Verlander, Cole, and Morton increased dramatically pitching in Astros uniform. They're probably using some sort of substance. And then Bauer replied, if only there was it was just a really quick way to increase spin rate. Like, what if you could trade for a player knowing that you could bump his spin rate a couple hundred RPM overnight? Imagine the steals you could get on the trade market if only that existed. So, um, Cody, just like real quick, like thoughts about it? Um, so, I... It's really hard for me to believe that if that Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander need substance on the baseball in order to create a better spin rate in order to get more outs. Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander are, I mean, Justin Verlander is filthy, and Garrett Cole is filthy in Pittsburgh. Why, why weren't they doing as well? I mean, it's a little colder where they play, a little more moisture, a little more humidity. I, there's a lot of factors, I think, weather-wise that go into it. Well, maybe not more humidity. But Houston's pretty humid. 
But I think there's a lot more factors that go into it, um, as well as, I mean, mechanics can be tweaked, um, and those guys are all aces. If you were to told me Charlie Morton and, like, a bunch of number five guys, number five stars in rotation are increasing their spin rate and are all going to the same academy, then, yeah, maybe, because Charlie Morton is, let's face it, Charlie Morton is not an ace anywhere. He's a great number five, but he's not he's not outstanding. Uh, he just he knows his game. He's pitching really well for what he does. Um, so I, I don't know if if it's cheating, um, and especially since Verlander, you know, was questioning the baseballs last year for you know the World Series. I, I don't think Verlander would do that if he knew he was if he was using substance on the balls, you know. Why would he question? Why would he even have people start thinking like zooming in on the baseball if he was using substance? Um, so I, I just think it's a. I think Trevor Bauer is being Trevor Bauer, and that that dude is incredibly weird. And he just he needs something. He's he's been very outspoken this year on the commissioner, and I feel like he's trying to continue that trend and, and be relevant on social media and in the news. Yeah. Um, so before I give you like <clears throat> kind of like my thoughts on it, um, some stats. So this was as of last week. I, I wrote a blog post about it. Um, but so the Astros have four starting pitchers in the top ten in spin rate. So the four include Justin Verlander at number one overall, Lance McCullers number five, Charlie Morton number seven, and Garrett Cole at number ten. So. Um, the one thing that's interesting is that Cole, in 2017, he was 33rd overall in spin rate. So he made a pretty significant jump. Um, so let that be as it is. So whatever you think. Now, Verlander, um, where was it? I believe it was in 2016. That was the year he lost the Cy Young Award to... Um, who won it in 16? Wasn't Kluber? Was it Sale? No. Yeah. Shit. No, because Kluber beat Sale in seventeen. Fuck. Who was it? Who won it in sixteen? I don't know. This is terrible. I I. I... Porcello. Oh. It was Porcello. Oh my god! Get him out of here, Fuck. dude. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so so in 2016, so that was the year that Verlander should have won it. But in so in 2016, he led the majors in spin rate. So I don't think it's much of a surprise. I think 2017 he was um, he was still coming. Dude, he was fucking sandbagging it. Yeah, when you're in Detroit, you were the wor- you were on the worst one of the worst teams in baseball. They were they were uh, they weren't that bad last year, but. They weren't very good. Plus, he was still coming back from an abdominal injury. I don't think he was fully healed from it yet in 2017. So, um, I don't think it's any surprise that Verlander is leading in this year. But it does, however, raise some eyebrows that Cole has made that big of a jump. Um, Who knows? Now, the thing is, is I think a lot of pitchers use some sort of substance 
whatever, whether it's pine tar, gum, or I don't know, whatever, some sort of substance. I think they use something. I, I honestly, I, I think it's well known. It's, uh, you know, pitchers talk about it. Um, I mean, shoot, even Dallas Braden came out and he made a video about how he used to do, like, I don't know, something with the rosin and, like, pine tar, like, something crazy, like, how, so it's just a matter of how well are you able to hide it, because the guys who get punished are the guys who blatantly, like, have something, like, who, what, was, yeah, Pineda with the, with it right on, like, what a fucking idiot, like, come on now, like, it was, what was he gonna say, it was a fucking hickey or something, like, come on now, um, but, I think baseball knows that this is something that goes on and it's just something that they're going to go and they're just going to let go. So I think whether the Astros, they are all using some sort of substance or not, the MLB should just come out and say, this substance is legal. All you pitchers can use it to enhance grip or whatever. Um, so it's an even playing field, so no one has to hide it, and it is what it is. If you're not trying to cheat, you're not trying to win, number one. And number two, if they give the pitchers more of an advantage than they already have, I mean, is that fair to the hitters? I mean, that's not going to – Rob Manifred's not going to do that. That's not going to put fans in the seats. You'll have games that are one nothing over – Every game is going to be 1, 2 1, 3 1, 0 0 until the 19th, you know? Mm-hmm. Rob Manfred wants offense, homie. You don't want no fucking pitcher's duel. So I don't think. I, I, don't, I don't think they'll ever legalize a substance in order to get more grip. Um, but. If. What's funny then, if that's true, let's say that's true. Let's say there's. There's a there's a way people are hiding using substance on the mound. Trevor Bauer's fucking geeky ass can figure out a way to do that as well. Right. You know? If you can't beat him, join him. I mean, you're pitching well. Why don't you shut the fuck up and pitch? You know? I mean, he's his ZRA is fantastic. He's striking a shit ton of people out. Mm-hmm. Play your game. You know? Expose them when you play them. If you want to do that, let somebody know. Hey, Blue, watch when he does this. Find out what they're doing. Gamesmanship. Be a whistleblower. You're trying to be anyway. Fucking be one on the field. If right. that's, that's, that's the way you want to play, do it. But yeah. do it Do it with some gamesmanship. Do it in-game. Get them fucking suspended. Get the Astros on notice. That's what I want to see. And then someone gets fucking beamed, brawl, I'm stoked. Fucking <laughs> Instagram views all day long. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I just I I think it's it's very uh, I think it's very more common, much more common than we what we think it is, because um, it's just something that's not like very publicly. I well I think it's publicly it's like I said I think it's publicly known and very it's well known but it's kind of I would say more hush hush. Um, just something that isn't isn't talked about a lot. Um, like steroids were yeah yeah exactly so, you know yeah yeah um yeah so then so then another someone tweeted at him and said trevor i'm interested in knowing how you would prefer that the current rules be followed and he said just pick one 
but to not let me use non-sticky surgical grade glue to reinforce the stitches on the backside of my pinky finger that has no chance to touch the ball while simultaneously allowing people to blatantly use sticky stuff is hypocritical to the max. Um, so it's crazy. Then he said he that stuff would come out in due time. So that's, I mean, that's how it is with all these things. You just, we got to sit get back. We got to get him a shirt. <laughs> Stop Rob Manfred 2018. I'm going to, you know, honestly, next Pride game I'm going to, I might just bring an extra one and, Trevor, you want to wear this shirt? Right. Just drop it. <laughs> drop it in the bullpen. So, yeah, crazy. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Bauer, to me, he's a guy who's, like, he's very cocky, and I feel like he's cocky all the time, whether he's right when he's, like, pitching well or when he's pitching not well. But um, when, he is, when he is on, I think, like, he just likes to get, like – a bunch of attention or something. I don't know. And then when he when he's off, he just bitches and moans and whines about everything. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Bowers, he's just a weird guy, like you said. Like, he is one of the weirdest guys there is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, anything else on that? Can we talk about my new best friend? Who's your new best friend? Tyler Naquin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tyler Naquin. Yeah, talk about it. So... Uh, first of all, I want to I want to give a heckler's guide 101 to all fans everywhere because I think it's important. I, I think learning how to heckle correctly um, is is great. I think it's great for the game. You don't want to see what's happening in the NBA currently, where you're you know threatening to kill their kids um, and then slapping phones out of your hands because I think it's dumb. So I'm going to tell everyone how I heckle or just chat on the field. Um, so I went to a tribe game and I uh, I got thirty dollars seats that were right on the outfield wall. By the way, Game Time's a great app. Uh, game Time, shout out to you guys for not buying the seats for me. I bought them myself, but you should give me more seats next time. Um, but uh, so so we got right on the outfield wall. So uh, I was talking to Geyer first, uh, and I was, first of all, I pull up a Wikipedia page on them and I find out what the uh, what the deal is found out guy was a thousand yard rusher um in high school so i yelled at him to please join the browns in the offseason because we need all the fucking help we can get um you know uh, you, you get his nicknames little pinata was his nickname for whatever reason um you know and then eventually I asked him for a piece of tito's gum uh out of the bucket uh let's just say Geyer uh was very focused on the game and did not have any interest in interacting with me at all, which is fine. I, I mean, I, I don't really care. It doesn't hurt my ego. I just cried a little bit under the bleachers. Um, <laughs> Nomar Mazara, I believe I'm saying that correctly, the right fielder for uh, uh, Texas. Is that, is that, did I say that correctly? Mazara. Mazara, okay, sorry. Regardless, I, his nickname is The Big Chill, for anyone who doesn't know. So I referred to him as The Big Chill a lot. Um, never told him he sucked. Uh, I counted his steps every once in a while, you know, right, left, right, um, you know, told him his shoe was untied, fly ball would go to the outfield, I yelled tree a few times, but, you know, you, you look up stuff on his Wikipedia page, you find out his favorite cereal, ask if he had it that morning, um, you know, and, and you just, you don't threaten the guy. Now, he didn't die for a ball that gave us two runs, 
So I did call him our MVP, and I think that's very understandable. I didn't say he fucking sucked and he needs to go die, because that's not okay. Um, but I was having fun. But anyway, Naquin came in uh, in probably the seventh, and I was on the Tito gum thing, because I, I, I thought that was a good idea. I want a piece of Tito's gum. I was encased it, and it would have been like, hey, there's a piece of Tito's gum from his bucket. Probably wouldn't have even been from his bucket, but, you know, whatever. And no one would know. Uh, so in, uh, in Naquin's creep, I yelled, hey, Naquin, I, I need a piece of Tito's gum. And he, like, you could see him visibly laughing uh, in his creep. He kind of, like, stumbled a little bit. And if a ball actually got hit to him, I'd probably cost us a run. But um, so anyway, I kind of kept yelling that every once in a while. And by the ninth inning, obviously, he wasn't bringing me a piece of gum for obvious reasons. Because I'm probably a psychopath, he thinks. So I, I took a video of him, uh, uh, like, yelling, I need a piece of Tito's gum. And uh, I DM'd him and said, hey, buddy, you need a piece of Tito's gum ASAP. And he actually got back to me. You know, he, he sent the uh, he sent laughing faces with the old Naquin uh, rock and roll sign. And, uh, you know, I, I thanked him for responding and things like that. So long story short, me and Tyler Naquin are best fucking friends. Um, and that's how you correctly heckle at a ball game. You're not mean. <laughs> You capitalize on their mistakes sometimes if they're the opposing team. And you just talk to them and find out their favorite things to do and you chat about them, <laughs> you know? So, But Naquin was actually very interactive. Like, there was a girl who, like, had a Naquin sign, right? It was like, I love Naquin. And, uh, you know, when he got done playing catch, he threw the ball um, and, and shit like that. He was very interactive with the fans. It was really nice to see. He's also kind of a weird dude because he looks around a lot. It's like he's always like looking for a sniper somewhere, um, but he was he was awesome. It was it was nice to see. Oh, I also apologize. Nick, you'll get kicked out of this. Uh, the Mahoney Valley Scrappers are in a city called Niles, Ohio, which is um, just basically a mall, and that's it. And I, I apologize to him for having to stay a year in Niles, Ohio, when he played with the Scrappers. I'm, like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I apologize. There's not, I, the physique's nice, though. You know, I, I hope he likes physique, but. <laughs> So that's that's how me and Tyler Naquin became best friends. Nice, what a great story. So um, we will, I we're gonna have to hit him up again, and I want to get him on the podcast since you're best I, friends. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that you know he needs that right now, but we'll see. <laughs> hey, what if we? Hey, here's the thing: is uh, for everyone who knows that I got a new house, let's go. Um, I'm gonna create like a little podcast setup um, in, in the guest bedroom. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get him over. Maybe we'll sit him down. Maybe he'll come over to my... Shut the fuck up, Google. Um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get him over in my small-ass house and, you know, have a great time. We'll share some beers with him. That'd be awesome. Because we're best friends. Yeah. That's Forever what... now. <laughs> right. That's what best friends do. Maybe you guys will get, like, matching tattoos or something. I think that it's already in the works. I <laughs> I think it's just the emoji of the rock and roll sign, so. There you go. <laughs> I remember um, when I was at, I don't know, I think it was when, fuck, who was it? Yeah, Brantley was out in left field. This was probably a couple years ago, and I just remember this girl, she was drunk, and she's yelling at Brantley, you dropped a penny just to try to get like him to bend over. Yeah. Like, that shit's stupid. I, um, that's, yeah, that's dumb. 
I did. I was messing with Lorenzo Kane a few years ago when he played for the Royals. Um, and I asked him to do a jumping jack, and he like didn't do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm over that. Like, I need to find something on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> and uh, so I started scrolling through that, and then like he do he made a diving play. It was ridiculous. Um, and I said, you owe me a jumping jack for doing that to my team, and he did one. So, like, you know, it's like, if you do stuff like that, like, they'll interact. Like, those players will interact. I mean, obviously, there's time in between pitches. Just be fucking nice. Don't be a dick. Right. And then, there was two things he interacted with me with. And then he, a ball was hit to the wall. And I was like, you must be losing a step. You know, two years ago, you would have had that. I, you know, I, I was yelling at him. And then that was the same. There was a, a play up the middle. They turned like a filthy double play, and he like turned around, and pointed at me, and like they gave me the. And I'm like, fuck, dude! I deserve every fucking bit of that. We, we ended up the tribe ended up losing that game. He ended up hushing me up, and I was like, you know, that's awesome though. Like having that interaction, you know, I like that. I like that shit. I mean, and you can let's go into that a little bit. I mean, that's something that baseball kind of needs because. For one, baseball in general is terrible at marketing. But so if you have guys interacting with the fans, that makes the games much more enjoyable, much more fun. Like more people are going to want to go to ball games. I I 100% agree. It's just there's too many douchebags out there. Yeah. In order to do that, you know, you really like. I got Naquin's attention right off the rip. It took, like, Geyer didn't even pay attention, you know? And, and, I mean, for people who think you can't hear me, I was right on the outfield wall, and my voice is loud, always, <laughs> always loud. Um, so, it, it, he heard me. It's just, but, like, some guys don't want to interact, and that's fine. Like, you're you're paid to do a job, and you're not going to, like, how long it takes you to get up to the majors is incredible, and you're not going to lose your job over interacting with a fan, and I get that. So, I just think that, like, people need to be a little nicer, even to the opposing team. Like, you can harp on them for, you know, get, uh, you know, making an error. You can harp on them for, you know, not diving at a ball. Like, that's gamesmanship. That's being competitive. That's, you know, that's a part of it. But the minute they, like, don't get to a ball and you tell them that, you know, you're going to lose your job and I'm going to kill your family, which is things that people actually fucking say, you just – you can't have that, and then that ruins them. They're not going to interact with anybody in that stadium ever again. Right. You know? Why would they? Yeah. But uh, I thought the DM idea was cool uh, to do with Naquin, and I, I can't say that every like don't blow up DMs uh, or Naquin's DMs because I don't think it's he's going to respond. But like, if you have something that made him laugh, and then you get a video of it, and that like that's just a good way to get something back. You know? So you feel. Like, I feel more, like, I feel closer to, like, Nick when, like, when I go back, I'm planning on going back and getting similar seats and yelling at him again is, like, a joke. And then I'll, like, leave it alone. Like, I'll let him play. But, you know, it'd be funny to be like, hey, I'm still, I still need a piece of gum. And I kill exactly who I am. And that's, like, that's what's awesome about it, you know? Right. So, I just think, uh, and then obviously leave it alone and, you know, let him be. But it's it's just, do, do things right as a, as a fan. And, and don't be a dick, and you'll get that interaction. Getting that interaction is very rewarding. And also, don't do it, like, obnoxiously, like, every pitch. 
Like, there's people, like, I didn't ask for a piece of gum every five seconds. It was, like, every end. You know, like, don't be a dick. Don't be like, need a piece of gum. Like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. You know, don't do that. Like, take your time. Let them concentrate. Let them get out. Every once in a while, downtime. Hey, need this. So. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um... Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. Uh, we need, I need to get. Have you sold with your Marquise bat yet? I have not yet. Have you? No, I need to get. I've been trying to find time. I need to get out of there. That's Once again, dude, I just I just found a house to live in. So. Yeah, which is <laughs> way more important than swinging a bat. I was gonna say yeah. we need to find a time that either I come up your way or you come down here. We uh we start swinging those. Yeah. Um. You're gonna be embarrassed when I end up hitting the ball two feet. I'll I probably hit it a foot. I haven't swung a bat in probably a year and a half. That's sad. That's rough. Zach that in softball? Oh, God. I mean, listen, dude. I went out with a bang in softball. Man. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to figure something out now that the weather is actually nice. I was thinking about that today. Um... But yeah, so then, you know, Marquise Bats, check them out over at MarquiseBats.com. That's spelled M-A-R-C-H-E-S-E, Bats.com. Uh, fully customizable bats. You pick the colors, both on the barrel, the handle. You can pick the label color, all that stuff. Um, name, whatever you want on it, engraved. It's very good lumber, so check them out, MarquiseBats.com. So... To wrap up this episode of the Baseballers Podcast, uh, make sure if you have not already started following us on our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, um, Instagram, um, at the underscore Baseballers. Um, Check out our website at grandstandpodcasts.com. That is plural, S at the end, grandstandpodcasts.com. Check out all the blogs. Check out the single thing of merch that we currently have. Uh, Stop Rob Manfred 2018 uh, on sale. Um, So check that out if you want to purchase that. Join the movement. Take a picture of you in it. Hashtag Stop Rob Manfred. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, dude. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Hey, real quick before we sign off. Can this be like the last thing? Can you, I want you to cut as soon as we're done. Okay. With, with what I'm saying. Okay. Matt Harvey fucking sucks.